In the name of Jesus, we all need to wrestle with Jesus' silence today. He did not answer her a word. At various times, we've all had to wrestle with that silence. This is the life of prayer, a word, it seems, into the void. This is something the Canaanite dog woman knew all about. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is badly demon-possessed. Jesus' response? Jesus is Lord, son of David. We all know that. It's something the woman professes to know, too. But what about when he is Lord, son of David, in a way we don't expect? When he's silent. When he does not help us. How exactly, then, is he Lord? Not only that, but your Lord. What does it mean that Jesus is Lord, son of David, and that for you? Well, it means that he is Lord exactly as he was Lord for that woman. But before we get there, we must first consider that woman and ourselves. Because then, who Jesus is and what he's doing will become more clear. So, who does this woman think she is? She's a Canaanite. A dog, racial epithet, according to Jesus. She had no business being there. She had no business addressing Jesus at all, and she certainly had no business claiming him as her Davidic king. The Canaanites should have been wiped out by the ancient Israelites, but they weren't due to the Israelites' lack of listening skills. Her claims are met with silence. And the disciples' prayer to have Jesus send her away is met with, I wasn't sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As a Canaanite, a Syrophoenician by birth, Mark 8, that is not her. Who do you think you are? What claims do you have on Jesus? We have none. We, like that Canaanite woman, are Gentile dogs. And as such, we have no rightful claim to be part of Israel, nor claim to Jesus the son of David, especially as our Lord and King. A true confession would recognize this reality, this gracious reality of the kingdom. A false confession claims it only as par for the course, maybe even as a source of pride, arrogance, or due. But Paul warns us, if God did not spare the natural branches of Israel, Neither will he spare you, Gentile branches. 
claims. That's what we do. We can use the right words. We all have the right answers. That's what confirmation is supposedly all about, or that's what we make of it. How we use it to our own advantage. Claims. That's what we parade before God and before one another. Power dynamics, old Adam's favorite game. In those claims, there is nothing of faith. Games like the Pharisees claim, we have Abraham as our father. But we play the same games. I'm a lifelong Lutheran. I've been a member of this church my whole life. My family founded this congregation. I went to school over there, or maybe the South School, or maybe Good Shepherd. I go to church this much or that much. Claim after claim after claim. Is it any wonder Jesus is silent in the presence of such claims? The Canaanite dog woman makes a claim on Jesus. But is it of faith? Claims on Jesus can be made in faith. But asking Jesus for something is not yet faith in him as Lord, son of David. Asking something uh, of Jesus might even be the opposite of faith. Even unbelievers in times of trouble may offer their prayers into the void. And self-abasement, that's not yet faith either. Anti-claim is still a claim. Oh, how you mean your prayers. Oh, how sorry you are, how much you offer them. All these are the credit we use with Jesus to get uh, his will to be done. A will that is seemingly uh, eerily similar to our own. The Lord wipes her out, first by his silence, second with the truth that he was sent only to Israel, third, harshest of all, it isn't good or right or fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. That is his divine judgment of the situation, his royal edict as son of David. Whenever we come with our own home-cooked claims, such edict stands against you too. There is now nothing left for her, no other prop. You and I have no leg to stand on either, no other foundation or claim, because Jesus isn't wrong in his word. It isn't right to do such a thing, give children's bread to dogs. There is then nothing left except that word of the son of David, his edict, his own word, 
traps him. She grabs Jesus by the word and won't let him go. He loves to be collared and bound that way. Trapped by his own word, he is then nothing other than Lord, Son of David, for her, for you too. Wiped out, having nothing, being nothing except givable to. Now that is faith in him as Lord, Son of David. From her nothingness, her emptiness, her deadness comes the dead hand of faith. The cry of faith blasts through any silence or front or wall the Lord places up for those who make claims of entitlement. Her faith cries out, Yes, Lord. Amen, Lord. This is most certainly true, Lord. Even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from their Lord's table. And now he is Lord, son of David, for her. Lord, that title now full not of her claims, but of who he really is for her. And now what will happen is no longer based on her expectations and demands, but of his gracious giving. All that comes is now gift, gift from him. No merit or worthiness for her, but only divine goodness and mercy from him. O woman, great is your faith, Great, not because of her, but because of him. Great Jesus means great faith. And so he breaks his silence. Let it be done for you as you want. But it is all gift for her, for you too. For Jesus really is Lord, Son of David, not when he does according to our desires, but when he provides what he himself promises. He is Lord, Son of David, when he purchases and wins you from all sins at Calvary. There he is, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Son of David, rejected and crucified for you. From the silence of his crucifixion, his word rings out. It is finished. And it was silent at his cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But in that silence... He is Lord, Son of David, for you. Not only in his deeds, but then his promises as well. I baptize you. I absolve you. 
This bread is my body given for you. This cup is my blood shed for you. Take, eat, take, drink for the forgiveness of all your sins. Great Jesus, great faith. And to his words, faith cries out, Yes, Lord. Amen, Lord. This is most certainly true, Lord. Faith, that is what it's all about. Faith, that is all of Jesus, all of his being Lord for you. He is Lord when he does according to his word and provides what he himself has promises. And in doing that, Jesus really is Lord, Son of David, for you. At Calvary and in his baptism, his absolution, his supper. There, he is your Lord, your Son of David, your Jesus. He yours. And you are his. Having him, the woman is then given also what she first came for, but now as nothing but gift from him. If she'd simply got what she came for in the first place, she would have been enormously grateful. But now she goes away with Jesus is my Lord as we also confess and pray in the Catechism, and with her daughter healed, too. Now, nothing but gift, undemandable, unworkable, and so, utter gift. All Jesus, no claims. With Jesus, all things are gift. With him, then, also this woman's Death and her daughters are gift. Even your death, too, gift. For into the silence of her grave go also in her the crumbs from the Lord's table. So also you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, Jesus says, has eternal life. And I will resurrect him on the last day. His flesh and blood is his claim on you. And so he is not silent. For at Calvary, in, your, in baptism, in holy absolution, and at his supper, Jesus really is Lord, Son of David, for you. In the name of Jesus.